From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, December 9th. A recent investigation by High Country News found that the National Park Service buried an internal report that documented widespread harassment within the agency. The Voices Tour report was completed in 2018, but kept quiet until a parks employee leaked a copy in early November. Will Walkie with our partners at KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming, spoke to reporter Lindsay Gilpin, who broke the story, to learn more about her reporting and the lack of major changes within the Park Service thus far. Lindsay Gilpin, thank you so much for talking with us about this issue. Yeah, thank you for having me. Would you start by first introducing how you became involved with this story back when you were working with High Country News five years ago now? So I got uh, became aware of this story when uh, that Office of Inspector General report came out, and it was on specifically on gender discrimination and harassment in the Grand Canyon. And when that report came out and was and showed that there was some widespread issues with harassment in the Grand Canyon specifically, we just you know assumed that if it was happening in the Grand Canyon, it was happening in other parks around the country. So we put up a tip form on. HCN's website and asked employees to confidentially contact us and let us know if they had a story of their own and was just really flooded with (laughs) stories from decades ago, things that were happening currently to employees. That really kind of started us on this path of covering this issue in general and the, you know, systemic problems within the National Park Service that were causing, causing these things and allowing them to happen. Is there any one thing that sticks with you or one character or story that sticks with you um, when you think about just how prevalent um, harassment is? I think the one story that stuck with me was our main source in the 2016 investigation was a woman who was assaulted, said she was assaulted at Death Valley National Park when she was an employee there. And we, you know, spent a lot of time on the phone kind of, and she chose to be anonymous in that story because she was still working at the park service and was worried about retribution and retaliation. And this time around when we did this story or earlier this month, she decided to go on the record because she has since left the park service and has in another federal agency and has a new job and, you know, new life is in a new place and felt more comfortable coming out against it. And I think that that story and so many like it where the park service has lost many women employees to other agencies, to other jobs, because they won't tackle this problem and address it in a serious way. That really has stuck with me that like they've lost so many people that deeply care about the park service and its mission. Fast forward to 2021. The Park Service has a study multiple years old documenting harassment and poor treatment, not only for women, but also for Indigenous folks, other people of color, LGBTQ people, just a huge pattern. And you also have lots of documentation from the Park Service saying they're going to address this. What happened? Yeah, so High Country News uh, contacted me after getting tipped off about this report that you're talking about, which was the Voices Tour. And that was done really as part of a response to the initial investigation, internal investigations that the agency had done and that we had done. A 2017 survey showed that more than 
uh, a third of employees had said they dealt with harassment in the previous 12 months. And so as part of this big action plan, the Park Service hired a HR consultant to you know, design a survey and do a report to look at how widespread this issue was. And then it happened over the course of four months, the survey, and then it all but disappeared. And a lot of employees that I spoke to said that they just never heard anything about it. And even um, another person with knowledge of the report that I spoke to anonymously said that while high-level officials were shown this report and given a briefing on it and started to come up with an action plan to deal with it, uh, they they just sort of let it let it lie and shelved it. Has any meaningful action been taken since then? Does it, does it look like from your perspective? I have found out, you know, after talking to the Park Service spokesperson, she said that basically there have been a lot of, and that we have our full response on the story that's linked in there. They said that they've, you know, put more funding into trainings, into harassment training or supervisor training, and that they've uh, really taken major steps to devote more resources and people to this. But in reality, those are all very small steps uh, compared to the larger issue that we discovered, which was that people at the top that knew about it or that were the problems were being accused of harassment were being shuffled around, um, that the reporting process in itself is still really broken and still very much a hierarchical structure where if someone is being harassed or discriminated against by their supervisor, like it's, they're told not to go around that supervisor to someone higher up. And so like that, all of that structure infrastructure that um, is clearly harming employees is still in place. So really smaller steps, I think have been taken, but there hasn't been anything systemic that's been done to address it. So what do you think some of the larger systemic things could be, you know, is it new leadership entirely? Like what are some sort of large scale changes that could be made so that that percentage that you said where a third of people feel that they've been harassed starts to go down a little bit? I think on a larger scale, it really, it's not just like necessarily taking people out of power that are abusing that power. I mean, that's part of it, right? Like people needing to leave the agency that should have left like decades ago or years ago, but it's also really making sure that this sort of macho culture that has just persisted for decades in the agency really starts to shift. And that, you know, if the agency says it prioritizes diversity and indigenous peoples and respects different cultures and, you know, um, LGBTQ folks, like, they have to live by that. And clearly that's not the case either in their policies and also just in these remote rural workplaces that you know are going to exist. And so I think it's really a cultural shift that needs to happen. And um, a lot of people compared it to the military. And I think that that is, you know, we had to have and are still having this huge reckoning, reckoning with the military structure and the way that people feel like they cannot come forward because they're going against like their sense of duty or mission to report things that are troublesome or harmful, like that's sort of the same thing in the park service. And we have to really shift it and, and show that, yeah, you can still respect the mission of the National Park Service and the agency as a whole while calling out calling out the things that are harming people that, that make it run. We, we've seen the response from the Park Service itself in the article, but what's been the reaction from the general public and especially from a lot of group of people like myself that really care about the Park Service? 
So the day the story came out, the Park Service uploaded the Voices Tour report on their website um, under the transparency section on the on the like full website. And so they uploaded the whole report and sent out an agency-wide email to employees saying, here it is, you can read it, we're going to address it. So I think that was a big deal, um, even though it was sort of quietly put up on the site people really paid attention to that. And then the larger response, I think, was a sense of relief from my sources from years ago and also just in the comment sections on Facebook and on Twitter that you know people were relieved that we were revisiting this topic because so many of them said it hadn't changed in several years and they hadn't seen the, the things that were promised. Um, I, I think a lot of people are waiting for more to come out about this, whether that's in other reports or studies on the culture within the park service and also just really ready for the agency to do something more significant under the new administration with a new director. You were talking about sort of big picture reflections earlier. Are there any other reflections you have personally as a reporter from working on this for so long that we haven't talked about yet? You know, it's it sort of, as you were saying, like it's a good reminder to look at things that we haven't revisited in a while as reporters and also to see, you know, if something like this is happening in the park service, how is it playing out in smaller agencies, like at the local level or at the state level, because we see this happening everywhere. And I think it's, it's just a good reminder to sort of investigate that um, even if it's, you know, not something that's like public yet or blatant yet, you know, to do those records requests, to try to talk to people, to see how like the trickle down of, uh, of this is happening. And yeah, so it's just, it's something I think we can look at at a more small scale too. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for talking about this with KHOL and um, yeah, thanks. You too. Thanks for doing this. That's KHOL's Will Walkie speaking to High Country News reporter Lindsay Gilpin. Lindsay found that the National Park Service buried an internal report that documented widespread harassment within the agency. The Park Service has since made that report public, and you can find it in the show notes of today's news. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, December 9th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.